Hello, everyone. This is Rasa with a favor to ask before we start the show. If you love listening to You Must Know Everything as much as we love making it, please recommend it to a friend, family member, coworker, classmate, teacher, babysitter, anyone and everyone in your circle and beyond. Word of mouth recommendations like yours make the biggest difference. And one more thing. We now have a You Must Know Everything online store with amazing and exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs, including, of course, kid sizes. Please follow the store link on our website, youmustknoweverything.com, to check it out, show your support, and spread the love that way, too. Thanks so much, and on with the show. Hi, Dad. Hello, Rasa. How are you? I am so happy to be with you. Same here. You ready to know everything? I'm ready to know everything. Okay, let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about how to keep things fresh and why you should do it. Okay. Well, there's things that are really fun to do, like going on a big vacation, but... You don't exactly do those things every day. There's things that you can do every day, like making a scavenger hunt in your backyard, or if you have beads, making a necklace. But you shouldn't do every day, and I'll tell you why. Don't have fun, okay? No! You should always have fun. But if there's something you do occasionally, then the rarity of it makes it even more fun. For example, we had Halloween recently. And Halloween only happens once a year. And it's fun getting candy and running around. But having it often would make it so much less fun. It's like if you have a rare coin. It's only rare because you don't find them very often. So you're saying things are fun in part because they're special. The specialness of it, the rarity of it is part of the enjoyment. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, if you had ice cream for breakfast every day, I think you'd probably get sick of it. And that's ice cream! This is a really good example because when I was a kid, there was a Chinese restaurant that I was obsessed with. And I begged my mom every day, can we go to this restaurant? And she said, we can't go out to a restaurant. But if you're really good, several times a year, and definitely for your birthday, we can go to this restaurant. I had to wait long enough and build up and want it so badly that by the time it came, whether it was my birthday or not, it felt like a birthday treat going to this restaurant. Yeah, you're really getting it. So what are some things that are so important to you that you have to keep them special by not doing them so often? Well, there's a lot of things. For example, my best friend, her grandma makes these amazing brownies. They're so good. They're crispy on the outside, gooey on the inside, made from scratch, beautiful, amazing, chocolatey. But she lives about an hour away, so I don't get them very often. But when I do, it feels like such a treat. It's so amazing. Like you said, it feels like a birthday, even if it's not, because they're so good. These days, you're going to school two days a week. And you're at home five days a week. The exact opposite of what used to be. 
So maybe getting to go to school is the rare special thing. And the weekend is the boring normal thing now. (laughs) Exactly. I used to hope for a snow day. And now I think, ooh, ooh, maybe they'll do school on the weekends. Maybe they'll skip winter break. Let me see if I've got the equation right. More fresh equals more fun and less often equals more fresh. Exactly. If you're not getting everything you want out of life, maybe do what you want even less to get even more. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. Okay. It's called Root by Cedar Brand. A low cloud of grackles, a ruin of laundry. Horses stand still in the field. I plant seeds like ash. Dark beds full of the roots of weeds. Dropping in furrows my fingers. Pulled the grass already growing around me in desperation. The giant willow laid out in the last shudder of wind. There's a bird box without swallows, a bed without peas, a small tree thinking about its buds, spring itself, knowing it will soon die back again. So afraid of winter, it has no courage to bloom, to carry the weight of itself through that lulling fruit season. Root. You innocent and penetrating grower between split and crack, building a temple of cells, grains like trust settle into your toe roots, telling them this is the right way to grow deeper. I feel the dirt under my fingernails. Can I read it? Yeah. Root by Cedar Brand. A low cloud of grackles, a ruin of laundry. Horses stand still in the field. I plant seeds like ash, dark beds full of the roots of weeds. Dropping in furrows my fingers, pulled the grass already growing around me in desperation. The giant willow laid out in the last shudder of wind. There is a bird box without swallows, a bed without peas, a small tree thinking about its buds. Spring itself, knowing it will soon die back again. So afraid of winter, it has no courage to bloom. To carry the weight of itself through that lulling, fruiting season. Root, your innocent and penetrating grower, between split and crack, building a temple of cells, grains like trust settle into your toe roots, telling them this is the right way to grow deeper. Wow. What's going on in that poem? Well, clearly winter is coming if it's not here already. Yeah. The laundry lines are bare. The horses are still. The trees are afraid of even the last shudder of wind. And there's no courage to bloom. What is the response that she says we've got to do? We've got to follow the route. What path does it take? Grows deeper. What are some ways to grow deeper in the winter? Sleeping in, sipping cocoa, 
bundling up in all your winter gear and going outside making snow angels and snowman. Yeah, there is an action in stillness. We might not even know the ways that we're still learning and growing, but by taking care of ourselves, by noticing these things, and yeah, getting out there, I think that there is this growth between split and crack, as she says, that is getting us to the next place. It's getting us ready for spring again. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. Now I've just got to figure out how to root down and stand on my tiptoes at the same time. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? I do. This is from a long-time fan of the show, Jane in Chicago. Grandma! Where do pigeons nest? I see them all over the ground and on ledges, but I never see a pigeon nest or egg or egg shell. Where do the pigeons that fill our cities go when they want to go home? Wow, great vexing question. I'll look it up, get back to you. I'm back and I've got the answer to your vexing question. Pigeons naturally like high, hard places. That's why you'll see them in the cities so much. And the reason you might not find their nests is because seeing as they're partial to high, hard places, they love window ledges and occasionally trees. After running tests, scientists have discovered that people very rarely look up. So that's why baby pigeons seem to be mysterious. The eggs are hatched in the nest, and the baby birds stay there until grown. Then they fly off and join the pigeons, pecking up the sidewalk. So we see them on the sidewalk around us by our feet. But where they come from is the normal bird places, nests in trees, and sometimes even higher than that. Uh-huh, exactly. So crane your neck, get on your tiptoes, maybe climb a tree, but don't feel bad if you don't see them. You never see pigeons wandering the halls of a hospital. They probably wonder where we come from, too. You must know everything. It was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Get cool, you must know everything. Merchandise, speak your own vexing questions, and listen to more than 50 previous episodes at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know. <laughs>